0: You're listening to episode 25 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. Welcome back, Vikings Nation. It is now week two, headed into Cardinals week at Arizona Cardinals this weekend in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Coming off a less than exciting week one performance against Cincinnati Bengals. Um, got a lot to work on this week, and we got to execute, plain and simple.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get back on the field after a disappointing week one loss uh, against Cincinnati, but got a really good opponent this week away, another tough one before we come back home. Kind of be not a must win, but a really big game for us to get back on track and not get uh, digging ourselves a hole real early.
0: Exactly. 0-2 would look terrible, and we know how tough that third game is going to be anyways. They just don't lean in our favor at that point. You look at a Cardinals team. Last weekend, uh, took down the Titans 38-13, to a very convincing beatdown, honestly. and Their offense was firing on all cylinders, really. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. I mean, they got dudes down there. It's going to be a lot to contain this weekend. So you look at their stars on offense and defense, and I think they have a lot of star power with Chandler Jones, uh, Buda Baker there on defense. So this is a really deep roster, and this is uh, no walkthrough of a game where they are heavily favored, and we're going to have to go prove something.
1: Yeah, like you said, they're deep on both sides. They've got even J.J. Watt uh, and then all those weapons in Hopkins, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, you name it, they've got it. Uh, so it's going to be critical for us to cover, especially Kyler Murray, outside of the pocket. I think uh, keen in on him is going to be huge. But one position I think I'm interested to see a little bit more is Patrick Peterson coming back to Arizona against uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Nick, how do you think he's going to fare this week in Arizona?
0: Well, this is a huge matchup. And you look, uh, Peterson, not too much action last week in the week one loss. Uh, Clip surfaced on ESPN today. I don't know if you saw Jamar Chase kind of giving him uh, the in and out back to the dig route and turning him around completely. So I think that's the only bad thing I've seen from Peterson. A lot of questions if he still has that juice that he did in his 20s with Arizona. And he played great in the first game, didn't see a ton of targets. But you know this week he's going to see some targets. And uh, their perimeter-based offense – yeah, Kyler Murray he can throw on the run. He can escape the pocket. So, uh, Pat's going to have to play hard, and he's going to have to play hard every play because uh, you never know what can happen with Kyler Murray when he gets out of the pocket. Hopkins turns upfield. He's going to have to stay with him. And you look at him being in Arizona the last couple of years, seeing if he can pick up on some of Hopkins' tendencies. You think there's a chance that maybe going into this game, he kind of has a game plan of how to shut down Hopkins?
1: Yeah, he should uh, kind of know his little tricks and up his sleeve and little uh, moves that he has. Yeah. Um, especially practicing against him every day for, you know, how many years. So to, to have that really is is huge, and I think that's a big advantage coming into next week instead of having a guy that really has no uh, experience like that. So I think it gives him a, a little edge, and uh, it's going to be a, an absolute battle all game. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him on Hopkins throughout most of the game.
0: So on the other side of Hopkins, they also have a guy by the name of Christian Kirk who is enjoying a little bit of a breakout week one. Not a ton of production for him so far in his career, but with Kyler Murray, he seemed to really get things going here, and he was a weapon for them last week. And you look at Brashad Breland last game, maybe getting targeted more than a handful of times, clearly getting attacked by opposing offensive coordinators. So I think they're going to be going at him again. I think Christian Kirk on the other side is a huge matchup for this one. Bashad Breland needs a bounce back, bounce back week, and I think he's going to bring the energy.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, Christian Kirk is a touchdown machine when he gets on the field when he's healthy. Um, you a know, you, burner. you get guys, like I said, they're, they're really three, four deep with Hopkins, Green, Rondell Moore. Um, and then you got a guy like Kirk that, you know, can kind of fall under the radar and just slide right, right on the backside of your defense for a touchdown. So, yeah, you're right. Breland, Woods, uh, Chris Boyd, Dantzler, if he's active, all these guys are going to have to make plays if they want to keep him out of the end zone because we're going to have to do our best to keep this explosive offense uh, tamed down.
0: So not only on the perimeter is there key matchups in this game, we look at Rashad Hill on the Vikings offensive line coming off a pretty dusty performance, to be completely honest. Uh, Didn't look very sharp out there in pass protection or in the run game. Low PFF grade, not saying PFF tells you everything, but... We can see it with our eyes, and that's what we like to call the eye test. Rashad Hill clearly not a starting caliber tackle in the league, to be completely honest, and going against a guy like Chandler Jones who's coming off a five-sack week. And people say Chandler Jones may not be the most explosive, but you look at the technique on this guy, and he's so good with his hands. I think it's going to be something that Rashad's really going to struggle with this week. Do you think there's any chance that we slow down Chandler Jones' pass rush?
1: Yeah, I think Jones is going to be the main focus when it comes to the pass rush. I think they're going to uh, attribute a lot of help to Hill by putting guys like uh, uh, Conklin, the C.J. Ham, C.J. Ham. I mean, they're going to chip. They're going to double. They might use Ezra, too, to help double. I think they're going to use as much help as they can next week to really eliminate him, and I, I think I anticipate a lot more rollouts and play action away from him to kind of negate his pass rush abilities and try to slow him
0: down. Yeah, keep him on the backside there where he can just kind of seal instead of, you know, it's a situation we hate to see in a spread offense when we got Chandler Jones one-on-one against Hill on the edge. So try to stay out of those situations as much as possible. Another matchup I'm really excited to watch is our Vikings wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and now the emerging K.J. Osborne go up against this Arizona secondary that's pretty interesting, obviously headlined by Buda Baker one of the game's best safeties, no question. And then you look at Robert Alford at corner and Byron Murphy Jr. at corner. Byron Murphy, young, talented corner, but I think these are two corners that both our receivers can beat, uh, play in and play out, to be completely honest. I think our route running is far superior to their man coverage ability, and I think those are another matchup that we really should take advantage of.
1: Yeah, they've got a pretty young secondary, but you're right. uh, Buda Baker is going to be the guy to watch back there. Um, he's going to be the X-factor against our wideouts, I think, and and how much deep shots we take. Just a
0: physical downhill safety really plays it run well.
1: So, yeah, I like our chances against the secondary, but, again, uh, that O-line is going to be having to hold up if we want to get some downfield shots. So it'll be interesting to see if we can kind of incorporate some more uh, long passes through play action or whatever it takes, really. I think they'll get the offense going and get guys like Jettas and stuff uh, back in action because he should have been in the end zone last week. The big question going into Arizona is if we'll be able to pull off a W against an up and coming Arizona team after week one.
0: Young and uh, talented.
1: We're gonna dive into some keys to the game that we think uh give us a good shot at coming out of Arizona with the victory. And I'll start off with uh on the offensive side, I think it's containing Arizona's defensive ends and JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. It's not only Rashad Hill, we're gonna have to I, I trust Brian O'Neal, but they're both pretty uh deadly in pass rush and just in general. So we got to make sure that they aren't getting in Kirk's head and getting after him all day and really kind of keeping him protected so that we can keep that offense moving. And then on defense, I'm going to say that uh, we need to limit explosive plays on that offense with, with Kyler Murray, who can get out of the pocket, kind of make something out of nothing. I think it's going to be huge if a guy like Kendricks or something can spy him and limit him. And then it comes down to our secondary, uh, holding those wideouts and sticking with them without getting PIs and stuff to, to really negate what our defense can really truly do. So I think it's a huge game for them to show what they uh, what they have in the back end.
0: And you know they're hungry to do so, Matt. My first key to the game here is going to be scoring early for the Vikings offense. I think this is going to be critical this week. I think if we can get up 7-0, 14-0, something in that nature, I think this team will be firing on all cylinders all game. I think it's huge we don't bury ourselves in that hole and have to come from behind in this game because yep. we've seen – in the Vikings' recent future, how poor our pace can be when we're coming from behind sometimes. You look at the end of halves and the end of games, our hurry up offense is definitely not our forte. So I think scoring early and being able to control that score and control that clock, run the football with Dalvin Cook is going to be the key on offense. And on defense, similar to what you were saying, I think perimeter play is going to be the difference in this one because we know Kyler is tough to contain. And I don't expect us to keep him in the pocket every play. It's damn near impossible to. So I think. Our corners, sticking with these receivers long enough for us to get coverage sacks or for Kyler Murray to have to throw the ball away. I just think sticking with them on the reroute while Kyler's out of the pocket is going to be absolutely critical for us to come out with a W in Arizona. At Vikes Verified, we're always keeping our ear to the streets. And the word on the street this week is that the Vikings play calling is incredibly stagnant, um, very conventional predictable and not very exciting what would you like to see more of from clint kubiak in this offense that you really think can unlock our potential with all of our weapons
1: yeah one thing that stood out from week one was the lack of play action uh other than the one cross to justin jefferson that was a successful that play. was a touchdown uh we really didn't run much play action and, and rolled kirk out of the pocket even though he was kind of getting pressured um decent amount that game so to me it was questionable not seeing kubiak make that adjustment getting him out getting them kind of in a rhythm, getting those receivers running the same way so it's easy for them, make it kind of more simple for them, and then open that up through the running game and things like that. So I think that really hindered us. And then on the flip side, Nick, I I wonder how we're – how do you see us containing a guy like Kyler Murray?
0: Containing a guy like Kyler Murray is very tough, but I want to play devil's advocate here to your last point talking about the rollouts with Kirk Cousins and this Vikings offense. Uh, do you think it's going to be tough for us to get outside of the pocket how fast these defensive ends are getting up the field, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt? you think it's going to be hard for Kirk to get out of the pocket, or do you trust our tackles enough or maybe just roll to Brian O'Neill's side all the time or something?
1: Yeah, I think you'll see a majority to Brian O'Neill's side, and yeah, I, t- I trust our tackles enough to get Kirk out of the pocket and moving, and I and I'd rather him be rolling out than uh, be sitting duck behind, you know, Rashad Hill on the left side.
0: Couldn't agree more with that, Matt. Back to your question here about containing Kyler Murray, I think the key for us—you mentioned it earlier—I think the key for us is going to be to spy him. I think he's very fast laterally. We know how quick he is stepping up in the pocket and getting outside of it. I think the key is to put a guy like Eric Kendricks or have a guy like Nick Vigil even after his impressive performance in week one, really tracking down the quarterback. I think it's critical that we spy this guy in second and long, third and long situations because him getting past the line of scrimmage with a full head of steam is not going to end up well for our secondary. So I think the key to him is also going to be getting an early sack or two, get him uncomfortable back there and get your hands up when he's throwing the ball on the slants and the stick routes. He's only about five foot 10, maybe five foot nine generously and I think this is an opportunity for us to bat balls down, Danielle to use those long arms, Weatherly, them we got so much length at the defensive end. We'd just like to see them get their hands up and bat some of these things down.
1: Yeah, I think bringing pressure, too, can be a way to kind of uh, limit Kyler Murray's time in the pocket and chances to make big plays. Hopefully we can get some of those double-A gap blitz going. And uh, I guess we'll see about, you know, guys like Barr, Derrissaw, not looking good for Barr, but, man, would it be huge to get him back in that defense. We could really use him these days. And uh, it's it's long overdue to get him
0: back on the field. Yeah, and you just hate to see him go on the IR or something after this week, uh, not practicing on Wednesday, week of game day. You're pretty much ruled out at that point. So I don't expect to see Anthony this weekend. As for Christian Derrissaw, they said he was fully suited today. Uh, although he wasn't participating in everything so he's probably going to be close to a game time decision but even then for a rookie tackle to come step in against Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt I don't know how much we can realistically expect from Darisaw as opposed to Hill at this point at least Hill's had the repetition and he's in game shape right now so I think it's going to be critical that we get those guys back next week at the latest. I think bars could be lingering longer than that, but we really hope to see Darius at least on the field for our home opener.
1: Going into our fantasy minute, fantasy football lovers all around the nation, we're going to dive into some players and give you some uh, starts or sits, really, So for both sides. so Nick, I'll start you off with a couple on each team. Uh, we'll start with Arizona. Are you starting or sitting Christian Kirk?
0: Christian Kirk, I'm not an owner of Christian Kirk in any league. But for this week, I'm going to say he's a borderline start. And what I mean by that is I think he's going to see a lot of Bashad Breland opposite side of Patrick Peterson there. So I think from what we saw in Bashad in week one, I think Kirk will definitely get a few big plays in this game. Uh, There's no telling for how long they'll be or if they'll be for touchdowns. But uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to start Christian Kirk this week.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that, especially after seeing him get in the end zone twice last week. So that's a solid play. How about a guy like uh, James Conner? mixing it in with chase edmonds how do you see him faring against the vikings defense
0: well james Conner personally has burned me in the past so i don't really like to bring that up but had a couple impressive stiff arms last week i will say he had that double stiff arm but i think he only mustered up about six points so i'm gonna sit james Conner. i don't think he had very much production in his last couple of years in pittsburgh seems to have lost a little bit of that explosiveness uh, never was a very fast guy to begin with i think our defense is too fast in physical form sit james Conner.
1: And to finish it off, we'll switch over to the Vikings side and go with the guy in Tyler Conklin, week two, second time.
0: Oh, Tyler Conklin is on the roster right now. I had to pick him up after the injury of Irv Smith. Played him last week. I think he's borderline for me. I'm going to go ahead and sit Tyler Conklin this week. I think 4.9 points last week in half-point PPR league. I just think... You rely on a little bit more out of that from a tight end, and especially with Buda Baker at safety, a guy who's frequently matched up with tight ends. I think it's a tough matchup for Conklin this week. I'm going to sit him. Back over to the purple now. I'm going to go with everyone's favorite wide receiver in the NFC North, Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, you know, he's on my roster, so you know there's that too. But he's a must start, I think, every week. Uh, Just his ability to make big plays. Should have been in the end zone, like we said. Uh, That's just a weekly thing for him, and I think he's even more motivated to get that first touchdown this week, and he knows we got to make a lot of plays to keep up with this offense, so I'm going to give him a start.
0: All right, and this one for your 12-man leagues, maybe someone looking for a flex play, a couple injuries here as of late. K.J. Osborne, how do you feel about him in the flex? Seven catches for 76 yards last week. You think he'll build on that?
1: Yeah, I think if you're looking for a wide receiver or three flex in a deeper league, he had a 17% target share week one. Saw a lot of targets. Has been getting praised from Kirk Cousins, the wideouts, coaches. So he's really burst onto the scene, and he's a guy I'm keeping my eye on because he is could be really a factor as a wide receiver three, g- garnering looks from uh, Jefferson and Thielen being covered up.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. I think he's a good asset for people. You'll definitely see his percentage owned here skyrocketing on ESPN or whatever platform you're on. One more from Arizona for you. We're going to go with Chase Edmonds, running back, splitting carries with James Conner.
1: Yeah, you know, I like Edmonds more than Conner this week, but I'm going to sit Edmonds. Uh, I like our Vikings defense against these running backs. I think it's really the wideouts that is the big concern and and Kyler Murray. So uh, I don't really like Conner or Edmonds this week, so I'm going to go ahead and be cautious and pass on both of those guys.
0: Looking a little bit more on the statistical side of things, Matt, we're going to talk over-unders here. Stat-wise, I'm going to start you off with a couple players, give you a number for yardage or touchdowns, you tell me, over-under. Start with Adam Thielen, over-under, one-and-a-half touchdowns.
1: I'm going to take the under this week just because he had two last week. I think he's still going to find the end zone with one, but I think guys like Osborne, Jefferson, Conklin are going to find the end zone as well and maybe be a little bit more of a bounce attack. So I'm going to go ahead and go with one.
0: Okay, and we're going to look at Justin Jefferson, opposite Adam, over or under 115 yards receiving.
1: I'm going to go just under. I think he has around 100 and a touchdown. Um, but who knows? He's, he's really a big play ha- uh, waiting to happen. So I could be wrong on this one, and I'd hope I am. But uh, I'm going to go on the conservative side and and stick with it. It's going to be kind of a bounce attack. So I'm going to go around 100.
0: And looking under center for us, Kirk Cousins, over or under this will tell a little bit more of the story of how the game's going over or under 40 pass attempts.
1: I think it's going to be over due to the game script. I think this is going to be a tight game that, that may not entail a bunch of Dalvin Cook, unfortunately. I mean, I know he's going to be involved, but not that kind of run-first offense. I think we're going to see, just like week one, kind of Kirk dropping back, more making plays. So I'm going to go over
0: 40. Okay, and a tough one to ask for me here, looking at the Arizona Cardinals over or under two and a half sacks for chandler jones
1: unfortunately i have to say over just after watching last week i think he can get anywhere from two to three and he's gonna be a beast to be reckoned with and a guy that we have to make sure that we address if we want to keep him out of the backfield but uh i'll give i'll go ahead and flip it back to you and give you a couple statistical over-unders we'll start off with dalvin cook is he over under 100 yards rushing
0: I think he's going to be sitting right in the 90 to 95 threshold, to be honest. I'm going to go just under. Uh, he definitely got his workload work load last week. Uh, didn't look incredibly fresh there in the third and the fourth quarter. So I'm going to say maybe he makes more of an impact this week in the receiving game. And I'm going to bank on the rushing yards being under 100 this week.
1: And then we'll go to our, our newest wide receiver three, KJ Osborne, over or under three receptions for Osborne?
0: Uh, hammer the over here. I think K.J. Osborne is going to be somewhere to the 5-7 to range again. I think he's such a good change of pace, wide receiver. We already have two guys that are such good route runners in the intermediate uh, space, and I think Osborne running some of those shorter routes, uh, yards after catch guy, I think he's going to be targeted a lot in the short passing game, in the three-step game, and I'm going to see him getting six receptions, so over.
1: And then we'll finish it off. Another guy on the other side of the ball here with Arizona Uh, over under 100 receiving yards for DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Well, I'm going to have to go over here. And I just think that the target share for Hopkins is so high and they make it a priority to get him the ball. And you look at Patrick Peterson, who wasn't tested incredibly hard last week. I think this week he's going to be in for a lot more action. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to find his way over 100, not by much. I think it'll be right around there. But just based off how many targets he's going to get from Murray, I could see him having a decent day. Uh, we think this is going to be a shootout of a game, so I'm going to go just over 100 for him.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. I think he has a pretty good chance to break over 100 just due to his natural ability at that wide opposition. position. But after hearing all your kind of predictions here for the over-unders, uh, how do you see the game shaking out for the Vikings here? Do you see a win-loss? What's the score for you?
0: Well, heavy underdogs right now for the purple, but –
1: 4. Uh, I kind of like that. We, do, we always talk
0: about flying under the radar and how good that is uh, just to beat your expectations. And we're getting counted out heavy this week. And you heard Zimmer this week. We still have such a good chance to be a good team if we just clean up our mental mistakes it's and awful. play more disciplined. Uh, I think we're going to shock people this week, and I do think we're going to win the ball game this weekend. I think we're going to bring a lot of energy back to Minneapolis with us next week against Seattle. Score prediction from me, I'm going to go Vikings 31 cardinals 24 in a close hard-fought game that we go have we have to make a game-winning drive and kirk cousins leads us down the field and does it
1: yeah mine's pretty close i'm gonna go with 27 21 vikings i think it's uh within a touchdown here either way and I think the Vikings, with how critical they need this W, and hopefully Arizona kind of coming off uh, maybe a little bit sluggish after leaving you know, all that uh, hot offense in Tennessee, hopefully they come out a little slow so that we can take advantage and get this much-needed W to get back to one-and-one, one, moving into week three, coming back home in the bank.
0: Yes, sir. Going to be tons of energy in there. I'll leave you with a thought here. Who do you think the biggest X factor for the Vikings, either side of the ball, is to picking up a win this weekend in Arizona?
1: Uh, I think it's Kirk Cousins. I think you can always say that every week, but um, I think the offense obviously need, runs with him and has uh, goals as he goes. So with keeping up, we know we're going to have to score with a guy like Kyler Murray. So you know, Kirk's going to have to really show that he can play that type of game and keep up with the high-scoring offense, and and really lead this team to a W that we that we absolutely need and cannot afford to go
0: on to. Love that. Totally agree with it. You could say it every week. Need our quarterback to play well, and I just like to see him build that swagger. I want to see him hit a gritty again in the end zone. I want to see him have some fun out there, and not be so tense. So, looking for big things from Kirk Cousins this week. Heading down to Arizona. It's going to be a hostile environment. They got good fans down there in Arizona, uh, and they got an exciting football team. So, we're gonna to have to go in there and compete. And as Zimmer says every week, we got to go and prove it. We have all the talent. We have the roster right now, uh, minus a couple key pieces, but. We got the guys on the team and we just gotta go down and prove it.
1: Gonna be a heater down in Arizona, that's guaranteed, and I'm excited to watch this high scoring affair. I think it's gonna be a really good game both ways. And uh you know Skull Nation's gonna be all over it this Sunday.
0: Yes, sir. Skull Vikes.
1: Skull.